Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Goal Line and Back. I am your host, Nick Anastasia, and with me today, the wonderful Chris Bouchard. Chris, how are we feeling today? Not too bad. Getting ready to break down the Central Division here. Glad to hear. And joining us finally, our third host, my brother from the same mother, Mike Anastasia. How are we doing, Mike? Doing good. Ready to go. All right. Let's let's dive in into the Central Division tonight. But before we get into that, let's get to the news. There has been a shit ton that has happened out there around the league. Mike, how about you lead it off with the Broussard and Sean Couturier deals? All right. So the Flyers, okay. Signing Broussard, great move. A depth guy. I really like it. I uh, I think it uh it adds to an already deep deep team. Obviously, they got a lot of a lot of depth right now in the forward position. But the big news is Sean Couturier with a big eight year deal, the best two way forward in the NHL. Okay, the best. He's the best. Um, he gets a seven point seven five million dollar deal. Okay. All right. It's not bad. I really like it. I was excited they got it done. I was worried they weren't. I was worried they weren't. Apparently, he took a – he kind of took a hometown discount, according to what, what they're saying. I mean, have you – did you see the money that Darnell Nurse got? Yeah, but Darnell Nurse isn't – you can't compare Darnell Nurse to Sean Couturier. I mean, Couturier is like, in my opinion, he's like one of the best – he's probably the best to a – two eight players in the game right now like he is well no, well, no I'm, not, I'm not saying that i'm saying you got probably the best two-way player in the game at a discount well it's because he wants to be here i mean that's what that's what happens he's the he's the former sulky trophy winner oh wait no 2020 sulky trophy winner but i mean yeah former sulky trophy winner so i mean yeah i think he uh he deserved it. I thought the fires were never going to get this done, but eight years—that's great. I think, I think he's definitely the future captain. If it, uh, if if Giroux leaves, you know, one of these years, he's definitely. Are you, are you, are you saying Giroux is not going to get an extension uh, during the season yeah. or at the end? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I think they might if they can get it pretty. If they get a cheap deal done, yeah. Um, I don't know. He's uh, his productivity hasn't been the best lately but i mean katuri is 28 years old i mean he's got 443 points in 692 regular season games that's pretty good um for a guy who came in as a uh, i think he was a first year player too he didn't even didn't even play juniors i think he came right into the league so yeah it's exciting um chris what are your what are your thoughts on this I uh I, I like it. I, I obviously getting Couturier for that cash value is is amazing. I mean that's unheard of and and bodes well. And, and I'll say getting Broussard, uh, you know, obviously he, he's up there in age and, and he, he's an older guy. And we all know how I I don't don't as much like picking up the older guys, but I think it bodes well for Flyers fans on on uh, on both of these because it shows that Couturier wants to be here. He's taking that pay cut to stay in Philadelphia. He wants to be here. He believes in this group. And the the management bringing in Broussard means that they, they are balls to the walls here. And they they want a cup. They want to go for a cup this year. They know last year didn't play out the way it was. And 
maybe it was COVID, maybe who knows what it was. It just didn't happen. The Flyers seem to be a great team every other year. So maybe this year, see how everyone plays, see this new Atkinson comes in, see uh, Couturier with his new contract, a couple like all the defensive moves that we've made, I think have been, have kind of been around making this cup run. And we need to do it with the, the age that our players are at, Giroux, you know, a lot of the guys that are, on this team are getting up there. We need to make a run now. And I like the way they, I like the way that they moved us into, um, into a position where we can do that. Absolutely. I think, yeah, definitely. I think, I think the Broussard, like you said, the Broussard, he's older. I, th- I believe he's 30, he's 34. Um, it's he, we add depth to the center position. You can never have too much depth, but I mean, they also got, I believe Nate Thompson too, right? They re-signed Nate Thompson at the center position. If I'm not they, mistaken, that, they did. They did. So I mean, they, they're they're definitely trying to go for it, and this is a con- completely different team, like a completely different team than than they had last year. And it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. I think the the only thing that still concerns me is the play of Carter Hart. Like how how is he gonna play this year? Um, is he gonna respond well? Uh, he kind of kind of scared me last year and a few times, but. I think this is a year like they got a, a new defense and uh, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I I do do love the signing. I love both signings, to be honest. I think Broussard adds more depth to the Flyers, you know, along with that Nate Thompson move. And then Katoria, you get him on a, eight years at a really good number. Obviously, like year seven and eight. There's a lot of question marks around there because he is going to be getting up there in age. But at the same time, you know what you're going to get every night out of Sean Couturier, a guy who's going to play balls to the wall and, you know, have a ton of face-off wins, you know, a ton of turnovers. Like, he's just going to be that guy. And like you said, I, I, I do think he will be the next captain of the Flyers, depending on what happens with Claude Giroux. But never know. On that same day... Why not an identical contract? Chris, why don't you take the Svechnikov deal away for us? Well, Svechnikov just signed an eight-year deal, $62 million to the Hurricanes. Um, Four million signing bonus, uh, AAV of 7.75. Uh, it, it pretty for, for what he did, his age, 21 years old, for how he played, um, I think it's pretty, pretty status quo. I think that's what you expect for – for this guy, obviously, there's still a few question marks. Yes, he is very young, but eight years for a player that could be elite to um, to a franchise sort of player, um, I think is, is definitely a great signing for for Carolina. Um, and they're they're sort of sitting pretty with their forward core. I, I know they got a lot of uh, a lot of young kids, a lot of talent, um, and, and this signing is just keeping them there for a while. So it's good for them. Carolina's also done some other things that we'll get to in just a bit. But Mike, Mike, what do you think here of the Svechnikov signing? I like it. He's 21, which is which is which is pretty good. Eight years is or I guess uh I don't know how risky it is in the NHL to sign an eight-year deal at the age of 21, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I like it. Can't go wrong with this guy. He's young. Um, had a really good season last year. Uh, a lot of money, so we'll see. I, I, I do like it though. I think it's a great Great signing for them, and um, you know they're they're one of the top teams in the NHL. It is. It's definitely a lot of mo- a lot of bananas to throw at a young guy, but twenty one years old, getting an eight year deal at seven seven five. 
I don't really see where you could go wrong with this, considering Carolina's window to win is going to be during this entire contract. I would say within the next five years, at least, especially with yeah, the moves that they point, made in the summer. It's, so. it's got to be, it's either got to be this, this up and coming season or the following because I mean, they only have, this is like their only chance because Tampa, Tampa took an absolute hit right this year. They, they lost a lot of key players. So like, if you're going to do it this year's now, now is the year to do it for every team. Really? If you think about it. Yeah. And when, when we cover the Metro division, I'm pretty sure that's where they are this, this year. Um, we'll, we'll get into a lot of the moves that they made, but Carolina has definitely put themselves in a the spot to be in that Eastern conference or Stanley cup final, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So leading off from there, Dylan Dubé also gets an extension in Calgary. Three years, $6.9 million. Another kid getting a ton of bananas. What do we think here, Chris? I mean, we talked about this last time, too, when we went over the the uh, Pacific Division. We, we, we said to really kind of even out their their players and their forward core here, they, they needed this. They needed this guy. And and for two, 2.3 AAV, I mean, that's – you know that that's maybe a little, little high for what he's done. But then again, it's only three years, so he really has to prove himself here. Maybe he'll prove himself to to earn the, that kind of money, or maybe he'll even uh, play better than than sort of that contract. But I mean, only time will tell. As we said, they needed to resign him because they're they're lacking firepower up front, especially with Monahan not playing the way that he should be. Um, what would they lose? They lost for a leak or or. Um, was it for Leap that they lost this this offseason? It was um, one of I mean, one of their other let forwards. Me, let me look that one up for you. Yeah, but no, I mean, this was the necessary signing. 23 years old. He's got years. He's got till 26 to prove that he can make, you know, a five million upwards of $5 million contract. And I think there's a good chance that he does it if he plays with the right people. Mike, what are your thoughts on the signing? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, low risk, low reward. I, I mean – it's nice. I I don't hate it. I like it, but I mean, he hasn't he hasn't done much in three years. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess, like Chris said, he needs to kind of prove. Him. Hopefully, he can prove himself. You know, with this new contract, he can kind of maybe relax and settle down. You know, and kind of if he's worth the the right group of guys, maybe he has a you know a breakout season coming up here soon. Yeah, so. I mean that is that is definitely a Calgary team that is stacked on the forward group. I mean, and, and yes, his, his numbers in, in the NHL are definitely nothing to brag about, but the kid's a plus 20 on a team that had a really rough season last year. No, not a plus 20. Sorry, 20 penalty minutes. He's Cut a minus out. one. Well, minus we'll, one. we'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got 20, he's got 20 pims. Yeah. <laughs> 20 pims out there. 20, right? 20 he, pims. And right, he had he's 11. He's a dash yeah. one. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll leave that in for the community. 22 points, 22 points this year. <laughs> Yeah, eleven uh, and eleven. Yeah, so I mean, he played fifty-one games. Uh, I, I I really I don't. Mean, I'm not. I'm not really set on the on the dollars here. I think I think that's a lot of money for a Calgary team right now that is loaded with too many big deals. Maybe like he's, it's uh, like, like right like right now. Okay, they have they have three million in cap space though, but. You're paying Kachuk seven. You're paying Goudreau six seven. You're paying Sean Monahan six three. You're paying Backlund five three. You're paying Lucic five two. Coleman's four nine. 
like Elias uh, Lindholm for eight, like, and then there's a drop off, but then you get to the D and you got three guys making four over four and a half. And then your goalie's making six. So it's, it's going to be tough. And especially next season when, you know, they have to resign Kachuk and they have to resign Goudreau, you know, these are those are definitely two guys you don't want to lose. Like uh, obviously, we we hear the rumblings of Goudreau leaving and potentially coming to the Flyers. I didn't say that. I wouldn't hold my breath on it either. But still, <laughs> you know, at the same time, like it, that's a lot of money for a kid who who hasn't done much yet. And we'll see. You know. Yeah, if Goudreau if Goudreau ends up coming to the Flyers, it's going to be a. It's going to have to be a. I don't know. It's gonna to have to be something where they're they're probably gonna to have to give give somebody up like Konechny or something, kind of a one for one. Oh, and and actually, it's he didn't get six six point nine million. He got six point nine million over three years, so he's getting two and a half. So never mind. He, the, like it's it's a good deal for the kid, <laughs> but but shit, man, we might have to just cut out the whole segment. That is just That's terrible. Well, I said I said two point three AAV. Ah, uh, then that's my well, bad. I was going over it. Yeah, dude, Johnny Hockey's been consistent. He's a consistent points points player. Now look at that. I mean, yeah, I, I I can agree with you there. I don't I don't hate his game. You know, I think he's a great player. It's just his. I think his time in Calgary's done. I think that he I just needs he, to move on. Yeah, I think he needs a new. I think he needs a fresh start somewhere else. Move on to the next deal. Ellie Tolvin is the 22 year old gets a three year, $4.35 million deal. David Poyle locks up the young gun. I, I like this move. I think, I think Poyle has been the GM for Nashville for so long because of moves like this. Like, like what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I like it. I think this, um, I mean, he's this is his third year. It looks like in the NHL, this guy, uh, Tolvin, and uh, yeah, I mean, forty games he's got. He had twenty-two points, so that's pretty good, I'd say for for such a for a guy who's twenty-one. I think so. You can't go wrong. I mean, it's like you said, it it, it could this can go either or. It could be really bad or uh, Tolvin, and you know, same numbers as Dubé last season, you know, but in less amount of games. I think it'd be thirteen less games. Still put up 10, 11 goals, 11 assists. So I, I definitely think this is a great move. And he just puts up the same amount of points in the minors too, you know? Like, I think the kid's going to turn out to be a stud or at least a, a, a guy who's going to stick around with that team for a long time. Chris, what do you think? I I like it because let, let me tell you, this, this kid, my buddy picked him up on his fantasy team last year, and out of nowhere, this guy was just putting in points. He was scored a goal every single game. He went on a run where he was just – he was a points guy every single night, and it pissed me off because I was losing to my friend in, the, in fantasy. So th- this guy has – he has the elite – he has the elite capabilities. If they can keep a good core around him, this guy could maybe be looking at um, – could maybe be looking at line A numbers. Sort of, He's a really good shooter. Um, seen a couple of his goals where he's just blowing the puck past the goalies. So he kind of goes under Forsberg's wing here, and they keep some passers, Mikel Granlin around him. They still have Duchesne. Um, Luke Coonan's a good young player as well. And this guy this guy could have a lot of talent, and he could have a lot of goals in the in the league and maybe make a run at the uh, at the Rocket Richard. But I, it's a great signing. 
Um, I, I think not not too expensive, maybe a little overpaid for for kind of what he what he did this past year. But I think the reason he was is because the GM sees where they can go, and sees where they can this guy can take them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on to the last little bit of contract news. Eric Ingles from Sportsnet 590, the fan, talked about the Jesper Kotaniemi situation. For, some, for those who don't know, the Carolina Hurricanes offer sheeted Jesper Kotaniemi. And what that necessarily means is the Montreal Canadiens still own him. Technically, his rights are still owned by the Montreal Canadiens. But other teams are allowed to offer him a contract. And if he chooses to accept this contract, then there is going to be a compensation offered to the team who currently owns him, or that team can then choose to match said offer. But Carolina still remembers what Montreal did to them a couple of years back, offer sheet and Sebastian Ajo. In Carolina, what they do, they locked him up. But they did not forget. And Tottenham accepts. And according to Eric Ingalls of Sportsnet 590, the fan, quote, right now I think the most likely scenario is that they're going to let him walk and replace him via trade. I do happen to believe that they've identified a primary target here, and it is Christian Dvorak of the Arizona Coyotes. So Montreal loses Kotaniemi and potentially may add a guy like Christian Dvorak. I, I still hate to lose the young guy, even though you didn't really let him try to shine in the playoffs. You you held him back quite a bit. But if you do lose him, I think you, you are getting a quality player in Christian Dvorak. Chris, what do you what do you think on this? I mean, I think it's hilarious. I think that's such a that's such a, a funny move by Carolina. Such a such a great move too. I mean, Cockney is a great player. You know, he he's he can he can do damage. And then I think you're right. I think he was held back a little bit in in uh, the playoffs last year. And I think he could have. I think he got it done more for for Montreal even. But I mean, if they have, they have the cap space and they had the chance to offer sheet him. And and he's gonna be playing with with guys like Svechnikov and Aho. I mean that just makes Carolina so much more dangerous. And they get to be petty towards Montreal and and Bergevin or Bergevin, whatever the hell his name is. Bergervan. Bergervan, whatever. Guy's such a dumbass. And then they get to pick up Cockney as well and playing with all these young kids. It just it makes a ton of sense for them. And it gets back at at this guy for for messing with them with with their star player, their next franchise player. I think it's a great deal. Definitely. Mike, what do you what do you think of the move here? I think I think it's uh it's a classical up yours, you know, classical up yours to the opposing team. I like it. I think um I think if he accepts, you know, and Montreal just lets him walk, I mean it is what it is. Like I don't I think this year Montreal it was all based on pure luck. The fact that they got to the finals. I mean, they got hot at the end, but I, I just think, you know, if, if they lose this guy, you know, they're not going to have Shea Weber next year. They might not have Carrie Price, right? I don't know. He, he's, is, nah, he not, is he not I getting surgery? Not, not a hundred percent sure on what that situation's like. Yeah. So, I mean, if they lose him, I'm sure they can replace him, but I mean, I, I like the player and I think if Carolina, if Carolina uh, comes through with it and, and all goes well, I mean, we just said they're they're one of the top teams to compete this year, and they're going to be even if they get him, they're going to be even better. They're just going to be a, 
like a powerhouse. Absolutely. All right. And unfortunately, the last bit of news we have to get to is the unfortunate passing of Jimmy Hayes. Now, this was one man who was loved by many around the hockey community. Like, I don't know if you guys saw any clips of his uh, funeral or anything like that on social media, but the amount of people that attended this thing was nuts. Like, this, this dude meant a lot to so many, and he is definitely a figure that is going to be missed greatly. All right, let's hop into the Central Division. Mike, uh, you, you think we should lead it off with the Desert Dogs, Arizona Coyotes? How about you start it off with us? What did the Desert Dogs do last season, and what are your expectations for them coming into this year? Uh, my expectations for the Arizona Coyotes are simply to just go out there and show up, and, uh, you know, that's it. Get dressed, hit the ice. Get off the ice, pack your bags, move on to the next game. Simple as that. I, I don't think they're here to compete. Obviously, they've loaded up on money this year. They were, they were taking a ton of contracts. Um, the team's in shambles. It really is. That, that entire organization is in shambles at the moment. Um, I don't expect them to do much this year. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna. it's going to be a rough one. If you're a Coyotes fan, it's going to be a rough one. Uh, it's been rough. I remember year, a few years ago when – now, I want to say a few years ago, but, you know, not too long ago when they had Mike Smith, Keith Yandel, you know, they had um, Shane Doan. They were uh, they were it's in about, a, it's about nine years ago. Yeah. OK, they were they were in the playoffs, you know, every year they were they were getting their second round. I remember they were in the Western Conference finals a few times, you know, and they had a solid team. They had a really solid team. But. Yeah, this, this is this organization's kind of you know it's all over the place, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of moved out of Arizona sometime soon. You know, relocated wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, this team I do not expect this team to be successful. They should be, if uh, if I'm right, they're going to be the worst team. Could be the worst team in the NHL, um, but they're definitely going to be last in the division for sure. I don't know if I would necessarily say worst team in the NHL. My bad, guys. My Flurry uh, just pulled something. He, he likes cables. That's his thing. He's a big fan of wires already. Um, I don't know if I necessarily put them as my worst team in the league, but that definitely in the division, 100%. I, I, I do not see them coming out of this division with anything. Like, like for those who don't know, the Central Division – Currently is Minnesota, who made the playoffs last year, is most likely going to resign Cappers off. Chicago, who just will cover them like they just got much better again. Winnipeg, who's always good. Predators, who are always good. St. Louis, who's still coming off that Stanley Cup. I think their time's fading very quickly. And then still hungover. Yeah, Colorado. Good luck with that. And then Dallas. And Dallas, I think, is a team that's still hung over from getting to that cup room. There is no chance this team, no chance they get above top five. No. Arizona is going to be number eight. They're going to be number eight. If they're lucky, if they're lucky that, you know, 
anybody anybody can come into the season and catch fire at the right time, right? Like it doesn't matter who you are. Like we like Montreal was beating they beat Vegas in the in the um uh, conference finals. Like no one saw that coming, right? Like I didn't see that coming. Like we who uh, knew? Uh, I, 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 no, I, but I like, said I said to a lot of people, wait, you just gotta wait. If Gary Price gets hot, this could be but, a bad thing. But what I'm saying thing. is no one expected Montreal to get that far. Like I no. definitely didn't. So I mean, I'm not saying Arizona is going to be like in the playoffs next year, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it wouldn't shock me if they like, if they, I don't know, snapped out of it. But I, I really don't think that it's going to happen. Like, well, it's- with, with 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 guys like Clayton Keller and you know Christian Fisher, Phil Kessel, Jacob Chikrin, it's it's kind of tough to look at this team. Chris, what do you think? I mean. I think you're right. Dead last. And it's unfortunate they got moved out of that Pacific division, which is a lot worse. And maybe they'd be like middle of the pack there. But I look at this team. I'm like, what What are you doing? Like, where's the – I don't see any direction. You know, they got contracts on here like Andrew Ladd and, and, and Louis Erickson. And, and even even Phil Kessel at that point, I mean, he, he's up there too. And he's not playing like he used to play. And you had this you had this kid in Clayton Keller who could who could really do some damage if put with the right people and they did nothing to put anything anyone around him that is even remotely close. I even think Lawson Krause is a, is a great player too and and he's a big big forward um and, and they have some of these these players that I feel like could do damage but I don't know if it's the system if it's the desert or or what it is but they just they haven't managed to do anything with the young players that they had when they were actually you know, in a place to get high draft picks. And, and I mean, you look at their defense and it's more of the same story. I mean, they have a young guy in Chikrin who could really be strong, had a great season last year, but the, the everyone else around him is, is old or not proven. And, and it just, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere unless they play, you know, unless they have a coach like, uh, like trots behind the bench who can really just, you know, get these young kids to play a system like he did in, in, uh, and the Islanders, and I, I don't even know who their coach is, but I, I just haven't seen it from them yet. So uh, maybe Goss's Bear will come back and and, and return, restore to his uh, his uh, his glory that that one uh, postseason that he had with the Flyers. But I doubt it. And and because of that, they're looking at an eighth place finish here. Maybe not too far down in the in the league standings, but I don't see much coming from them in the future either. Not even a stadium. Yeah, did they? <laughs> <laughs> not even a stadium. I mean, did, did we not? Don't forget, did they not trade for? Um, did they not trade for? Who did they trade? They literally. Oh, I'm having a brain fart. Well, they had they had Lad, and then they traded for Erickson too. No, who did they? And then it was Datchuk before that that they traded but, for. It was just wait, who did they? Russia. They were Pronger, in. Hosa. No, no, no. Yeah. They were in a playoff mm-hmm. run not long ago where they traded for. Um, dude, he was just traded to the Bruins and he resigned. Oh my god. Hall? Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Yeah, Taylor Hall. They, they. What year was it? They literally just traded for Taylor Hall. Like they were. They, they were got rid of a first push. round pick for it. And yeah. <laughs> and they like they took in Hall right. They had Castle, not, like they had Phil Castle, Taylor Hall, and they were they were making a run for it. And now the sun it's just like like what happened? Like you you gave up like you gave up all that for what? I mean yeah. they yeah they the roster right now as we speak is pretty is just all over the place. Like like you it's mentioned Louis Erickson yeah problem yeah. Louis Erickson Phil Castle Andrew Ladd. Like just those are like maybe the top guys right now. And Gossip Spear, you know. Clayton Keller, Jacob Chickren. 
Yeah, Christian I Fisher. mean, but I mean, our, I'm, in my in my opinion, those are definitely your your best guys on that team. Louis Erickson, guys, Louis Erickson is nothing is not not a not Louis Erickson of the past. And and to be honest, if if there's one thing I, I do like about this Phoenix team, their defense. I I think their defense is very yeah. good. I think I think they could potentially steal some games this year, strictly based off. Those young guys finding their groove, like this Connor Timmons kid, he's going to be sick. He's good. He's a very yeah. good player. So you know, there there is a lot of uncertainty with the Arizona or Phoenix or whatever the fuck you want to call them nowadays. Do Coyotes. Do you know? Do you know what their highest goal score? Who their highest goal score was last year? For the last Coyotes? year, yeah. yeah, they traded him. No, huh? well, currently, currently on the team, the highest goal scorer. Do you know who Obviously it was? On the team currently now? Probably yeah. Phil. Yeah, it's Phil. You know how many yeah. goals Phil had? Probably like 13. He had 20. Okay. 20 uh, goals. All right. So still 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 got it. Still got it. He still got it. Still falling on his right. stick. Still all right. the all right. Phil, listen, if Kessel, if Phil Kessel was out there right now and like we can get him for a bag of chips and an ice cream, I would take him. Like he would be a perfect fit for the Flyers, you know. I tell you, give him a pack of hot dogs. Hot dogs is good. I got rid of Charlotte Connor Garland. Right. I forgot about that. Right. Do you let's, remember? Let's, do you, wait, do you remember? Do you remember the yeah. Dion Phaneuf Phil Kessel thing? When he's eating? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, oh, that's let's, great. Let's let's All move right. on. Oh, going going on further from there, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. What what an off season? Hell I yeah. think I think the. The Blackhawks are going to be right in the mix this year, boys. Right in the thick of things. Yeah, I think I think the kids are back for sure. If they have definitely, if if Taze and K, if Taze and Kane can be productive, which Kane's always productive, but I guess if Taze can stay healthy, right, and they have solid goal tank, like Mark Andre Fleury is. I don't care how old he is, he's going to be he's great. A dog. Yeah, he's going to be great. And not only that, you got Seth Jones now. Like they they got a pretty good team. They moved a lot of pieces, but they got a good team. I think they're going to be right there. If they don't finish, I don't know if they're going to make it um, in the top four, right? Because the top four are going to make the playoffs. But they're definitely going to be – they're definitely going to make it interesting for sure. Well, is it – what is it, top three and then two wild cards? But I think both wild yeah. cards are going to come from the central division anyway. Wait, is so. it – I forget. I didn't know if they're going to switch it back to like four from each division or is it top three? I believe it's top three and wild cards. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, one thing I will say – as Mark Andre Fleury is going to steal some games for this team, and he oh, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna carry this team. Like you get the Vesna winning goalie, <laughs> I don't care how how old he is. You got the Vesna winning goalie, who's literally one of the greatest goalies to ever live, and I don't care what you say, he will be in the Hall of Fame, guaranteed. Yeah. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is 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 going to help this team. I don't know how long he's going to be with this team for because depending on what the Blackhawks do, or let's say Pittsburgh is doing well this season, they could try to grab him again. But right now, this looks like a Chicago team that could make a run to the playoffs. Not not necessarily saying they they're going to go far, but with with this forward group of Kirby Doc to bring it. Adam Gaudet, Tyler Johnson, Patrick Kane, Dominic Kubalik, Alex Nylander, Dylan Strome, and Jonathan Taze. 
I think you're going to get a lot of goal production this year. That's a that's a good good group of guys. A lot of speed mm-hmm. there, and like obviously your your defense is is still a bit uncertain. With even though you add that Seth Jones, you get you got Ryan Stillman, Connor Murphy, who also just got a deal today, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. just got re-signed. Correct. Ian Mitchell, who is a, a solid defenseman there. Jake McCabe, little seasoned vet. You know, the, this team could could shock some people. I, actually, I don't think a lot of people are going to be shocked. I think a lot of people know coming into the season that the Hawks are back. Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, this, I, I hate the Blackhawks. I've always hate the Blackhawks <laughs> ever since 2010. But th- this excites me because this, this is a front office with some hair in its chest. All right. They're not like, oh, we're just going to sit here and be mediocre like we were every year. They came out last year and they surprised people with the amount of games that they won. But they weren't like, oh, we're just going to phase out our, our veterans and and, and uh, raise our, our young guys and, and try to bring them in. They said, no, we're going to go out. We're going to get Seth Jones. We're going to get Marc-Andre Fleury. We're going to bring in Tyler Johnson and we're going to go for a cup now. And I, I love it. That's what they had to do. And I think that's it's sort of what the Flyers are doing in the same way. And that, that fires me up. There's, there's none of this downtime. They know that they're running out of time with Kane and, and Taves and some of their older guys. They got rid of uh, rid of some of the baggage with Duncan Keith and saved some cash on it too. And, and now they have a roster that's, that's very dangerous. And it's, it's really unfortunate they're in such a division, but even such a good division. But, I mean, the guys they brought in, Adam Gaudet, he's you know a great player. And I think a lot of people were confused why they didn't re-sign Pius Suter because he was he was really showing flashes of brilliance for them. But I think it makes sense now with the, the guys that they brought in, the guys that they have coming back. They, they have a roster that can really go out there and, as you said, steal some games. And in doing so, maybe even make a deep playoff run, depending on how uh, Fleury is playing and, and if he's able to stay healthy. But, I mean, this team – this team is looking dangerous and they're looking like they can do a lot of damage with the players that they have and the goal scorers that they brought in. Um, you know, the going to be another year older, you know, and I think he's just going to continue to go on that, on that development curve and continue to grow. So I'm excited to see where this team goes. I, I think they made a lot of moves, about a lot of great moves over the, the season that really brought them into the playoff view. And um, what's up with teams like getting, brothers on the team now that seems to be montreal did it now they have caleb and seth jones on hey man it's just I, I, <laughs> I guess it's just the thing I, it's just I, the thing now i got well, <laughs> I don't even know. well that when, when, when you think about it building a good organization is is one thing having good players is one thing keeping a morale good is another thing and if you look at like groups like this Tampa Bay Lightning roster, like that's a group who's just happy to be showing up to the rink every day. Like, true. Like we all know from personal experience of knowing Jimmy Watson, the Flyers legend. Like he loved playing with his brother Joe. Like, so you can only imagine a lot of these guys want to go places to be with their family, and because they know it's going to be a good time together, because they know that they can do something that they always dreamed of doing when they were kids. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right. Moving on from there, sticking down somewhat in the desert, making our way over to Dallas. The Stars Oof. had a very, very underwhelming season last year. Oof. Yeah. I can tell you what. One reason for it. <laughs> Go constant say. injuries to Rupe Hints. Yeah, it was going on with that groin thing. This kid. <laughs> 
is unreal. This the, the, the way this guy plays, the goals that he scores, the way he skates. I mean, he he's he's going to be an elite player. No no doubt about it. 24 years old, big guy, 6'3", 220. I mean, the the kid can play, the kid can score goals. I had him on my fantasy team past year. He was over over a point a game. Over a point a game. He didn't he he was he was playing every other game to trying to rest him, you know. I think they had injuries to Radulov this year too. Quick, uh, qu- quick question. What's yeah. what's what's better to say? You took him on your fantasy team, or you or you got him in your GM mode in NHL? <laughs> uh, I think it's got to be. Uh, I don't know. Actually, Let's... you got to put. A, you got to have a lot of faith in the uh, in the algorithm for your GM Bro- mode. Yeah, I mean, real quick. Let me. They um for a team that underperformed last year, they added they added some new faces. They got they added Michael Raffle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good depth player. Yeah, it's a really good death player, okay? Um, and let's see, Sammy Vatanen, okay? Another, I mean, not too bad. Ryan Suter, which isn't a crazy addition, but I mean. Huge. I mean, I, I think it's huge. I think I still think he has years to play, and, then, and he's got that, that veteran wisdom. I think it's a good move. And then don't forget, they also added Braden Holpe, who is considered a starter, right? But they also have Anton Kudobin, Ben Bishop, right? Like, they have a lot of their, – their goaltending depth chart right now. And Jay Gottinger. Yeah, Jay is sick. <laughs> it's pretty stacked. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but they have a tough decision. I mean, Ben Bishop's thirty-four. I mean, I don't know. The guy was like highly talented at one point. I I don't know. Like, who knows anymore? But I mean, Hopi had a rough year last year, but I mean, I think he still got it. I think Hopi. He might be more of a backup this year, but I mean, depending on the team, if this team can perform, if they could stay healthy, I I think. I think they can ease their way in the playoffs. I would, I would definitely go and say that the stars don't know what they're doing right now. I, <laughs> I, I think, I think this group is fucking lost. You have three goalies who can be starters, and a fourth who is going to be a future starter. I think. What is? I don't, I don't understand. They're, they're definitely. What, there's definitely going to be some trades. There's got to be some trades going to happen because teams are going to be looking for goaltending. They're going to be looking for goaltending. Has I to mean, be. I mean, clearly, but at this point, who do you, who is the most expendable for you? Because Hudobin's making threes across the board, which is a ludicrous contract. Like literally, just three million three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars. This is so. <laughs> Um, Jake Ottinger is still on a minor league deal, and I don't think they're going to let mean, him go, so he's staying. I mean, you got to unload Ben Bishop and and Kudobin. If you got to unload them, you got to find a way and probably yeah. roll with Holpe and Ottinger. Like maybe maybe let them battle it out or kind of do like a you know. Like no, I would I would split them. Split yeah, them fifty fifty. Maybe split it fifty yeah. fifty. I mean, because like I said, Holpe still got. I think he still got something to prove. I mean, he he literally won the cup not long ago. You you the, you split those guys. Teams. Yeah, you split those guys 50-50 until one shows that they're proven better than the other and you roll with them. That's how you play a situation like that. You don't bring in four fucking starting goals. <laughs> That's the last thing you want, especially for morale in the locker room, dude. I mean, I would not be shocked if these guys are letting in muffins every day because they know they their all, job's on the line. <laughs> they also have a a large amount of defensive players on the roster right now. So that's another thing to look out for too. I mean, it's probably going to be guys, you know, being cut. Who knows? Sent down in the minors. They got a lot well, of guys. Yeah, their defense is, is pretty set. Yeah, they got a lot of good players on defense. Yeah. 
Seven seven guys too. That that is a tough part. Someone's going to be mm-hmm. sitting a lot of time out. Yeah, I probably Hanley at this point, but I mean Heiskanen, Klingberg, and Lindell are, are great, great uh, two way defensemen, or all, even offensive defensemen, if you will. And Sekera and Hakipar are, are and Suter are great defensive players. So yeah. that they, I think they have a, a great defensive roster here. Like I love I love the Suter pickup. Like I think it's great for that team, but. 3.65 is a lot of money, in my opinion, for someone who's on the back end of his career. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, you're not going to get some production out of Ryan Suter. You might. But that's a, that's a big chunk of change that might be tough to move at the deadline next year if you need it. Yeah. Also, they're, they're, uh, they're getting pretty old, too. I mean, Pavelski's yeah. going to be, you know, 38. Sagan's going to be 30. It's, that's shocking. I mean, kid feels like he's been been in the league forever. He's only, be, <laughs> he's only 30. My lord. Uh, I mean, Jamie Ben's 32. So, Radulov, I think they got Radulov's uh, 35. Yeah, Radulov's yeah. 35. Yeah. So, I mean, they're getting just they're a getting team that has there. to make a run, also. I think, and I, I think with the guys that they have, I think they can do it. Yeah, I think I think what happened this team this team had a solid run, but they just got smacked by a really good. Tampa Bay team. I mean, just can't. And then the injury plague last year, plus COVID. Fuck it. Who cares? Come out this year with with the guys they got, um, and and see what they can do. Really, really get get hints completely healed. Sagan completely healed, and and they have, I think, a good roster to make a run if they can get there. I don't. I don't think this division's so clear cut. Like we can obviously say there's two teams, the two top teams, but I think you know other than maybe Colorado and, and maybe Minnesota, like it can go either way. I mean, I don't. I don't want to give Arizona too much credit, but we. You could really, you know, this division can go a whole ton of ways. Like we can make so many different predictions. It is like, a heavy-handed uh, division. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I. I want to say I definitely feel like Colorado takes it, but then again, a team like Winnipeg. You can never count out. Definitely in a division uh, race. I, too. I don't. I don't know. I mean, even dude, even a team like Minnesota, because those those are the teams who have shown in the past. Like I think, oh, we're we're sick during the regular season. When it comes to playoffs, we can't fucking do things. You know. Well, I I think Minnesota is going to be there. They're going to be either. You know, they're going to be two, three, or four. They're going to be one of them. They're going to be there regardless. Just you know, I. And plus, they got. I mean, they got a good team. They they got a really good team. Well, one my one bright spot with this Dallas group is they they're young talent. Every young guy on this team seems to really do something. You know, Jason Robertson nominated for the Calder last year. That yeah. kid, my goodness, came came out of nowhere. Played a shortened shortened season, still got a nomination. You know, you know we Chris you already brought up Rupe Hints like. This kid, like when he's on the ice, he's lethal. Anytime he touches the puck, it's it's definitely yeah, it's yeah. unreal. Yeah, and he, even a guy like Dennis Gurianov, still a young guy too, and like, but after that, it it sort of kind of starts to fall off a little bit, you know. It, then you look at their their defense, and really the only young guy that they have on there is Haskinen, and then Essa Lindell, you know, Hockenpah and. Uh, what was it? Klinberg are getting up there too, you know. So that this team starts is going to need to like make that run in the next yep. year and a half or year or, or two because they're running out of time very quickly. All right, real, real quick, 
I believe Chris has got like 34 minutes where he's got to go, right? 940? Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, if, if, if Chris has to head out, we can always finish. Like, All right. Yeah, no that'd problem. be fine. No problem. Um, all right, moving on. That's how, how about we head over to Nashville, the Predators. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think this team <clears throat> did okay last year for the group that they had. I, I I was very pleased with how they performed the Predators. You know, this is a group I, I feel like who they just they just don't get the the, the bounces, you know. And it's just a lot of cringe moments for them. But Mike, the Predators, go go over their season for us. What do you think? I yeah, I think last year was a I mean it is what it is last year. I mean, they had a it's kind of a mediocre season. But on the bright side, I think the moves they made this year, like even though they're subtle moves, I think they, they made some pretty good like Cody Glass, like that's that was a good pickup. I like that trade, the Cody Glass trade. I think that was a no-brainer, um, especially who – who did they flip him for again? Who did they, they flip Cody Glass for? That was in the Patrick deal, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, for that uh, Patrick guy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that nobody cares for it. Anyway, yeah, but – and then uh, they got Lucas Pisa, big, big Flyers prospect there. He's still playing? Yeah. <laughs> they also <laughs> – so let's not forget, okay? Philip Myers may have a pretty good season with this team. They could probably they could probably pan that guy out, you know, Philip Myers. What's What's really a shame about the whole Phil Myers situation is like he he could be a very good defenseman. He he's not physical by any means necessary, which, which is which is why I feel like he could not yeah. last in Philadelphia. But that that's perfect for Nashville because they're not. I I feel like Nashville's not that fit like. They're not really that physical, or like but, the fan base doesn't get on them for like not being physical. You get what I'm saying? But, yeah, but what I would say is is that he's now around two pretty good guys in you know Roman Yossi and Matthias Ekholm, who could show him how to become that defenseman. You know, so I love I love the move that Poyle did here. You know, it's it's tough because you lose a quality defenseman and a vet. But you bring in a nice rookie, or not a rookie, but a young guy in Philip Myers who has some experience in the NHL, which some of it has been good for him, and then other moments have been, you know, kind of shit. But I think I think this team is just gonna be the middle of the pack again next year. I I don't see them really jumping ahead any further or really falling behind any. You know, I love I love that they brought in David Riddick now that Pekka Rene has retired after, you know, a hell of a career. The most I think he's the most winningest Finnish goaltender in ever, if I'm correct. But you know, you got Riddick and Drew still between the pipes. I, I think you, you're set on the back end there. And your defense kind of looks really good. And you know, your forward group, there is there's a lot of bright spots in there, you know, with Matt Love. You know, we brought up Tolvin and you know Philip Forsberg when he when he's got it, he's there. Same with Matt Duchesne, you know, and like still a guy like Ryan Johansson is still is still there, but you're just waiting for this group to really like do something. Because nothing nothing here really jumps off like jumps off the page at you, you know. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, this roster, as you said, it, it's not doing anything this year. They're, they're, they're not going to be doing anything special. I think they'll be in the bottom half of this division. But the nice thing is, and sort of the silver lining, is that they're, they're in a rebuild. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to build around these guys, like you said, Bluff, Tolvanen. Um, the younger guys like Myers in the back are going to be learning from these older guys. And, and, and their decor is, is, you know, pretty strong for now. They'll probably have to fill it out. But the, the offense really has some young guys, Luke Cunning too, that, that can really come up and, and play well. And obviously they have Soros back there who's who's a budding star as well. So I think they know where they are and, and they're going to they're going to try as, as hard as they can to, to win games this year, steal games and, and just try to develop their players into into becoming stars in the future. But I think, you know, you're not going to see anything from them right now. And it, it really is rebuild time for them. And I think, you know, it, it all went obviously they, they had the whole Subban debacle that didn't pan out for them when they really brought in uh, Mikel Granlin from Minnesota. I thought he was going to be a great player. And they really, you know, when they made that cup run, I thought they had a really stellar lineup. And as you said, I think, the I balance is not... sorry, <laughs> I said, I didn't, you didn't like that lineup. <laughs> Dude, Grant, Grant, Granlin, Granlin has always been that guy. who's like, everyone's like, Oh, he's going to be so good. I'm just like, I just never, never once thought that that guy was going to turn it out to be like the player people thought he was going to be. No, most definitely didn't. I, I, I thought he was as well, but he most definitely didn't, didn't turn out the way that that I thought. You know, especially being on a team with Philip Forsberg and and uh, Ryan Johansson, these guys that can shoot the puck and Granlin being a great passer. I thought I'd see more, but I think getting Glass, getting Myers is a good call. Getting rid of some of their older guys for to play to teams that are going to go to the playoffs was a a good call. Obviously, getting rid of the um getting rid of the the uh, injury prone um. Uh, Nolan Patrick, I think, was a good idea too, for especially for this kid Glass, who's going to be going to be a stud. Um, I think they're going in the right direction, and I think they're doing it the correct way. Um, but as I said, nothing going on now, and it's really it's kind of unfortunate to see how the way that they've gone from from you know that that deep run that they had to to now. But they're doing the rebuild right, and I have I like their future with with a lot of the young players they have. Yeah, I mean, like bringing up like the guy like Granlin, like. Can hit those strides that he once had, and like a guy like sorry about that, keep quiet, chief. And like a guy like like Matt Duchesne can can find it again. Like then I, I think the the group might slowly work its way into doing something. But I don't know, man. I I, I just think it's like I said, they're going to be a middle of the pack team. They're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games, and they're just not going to do anything. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Moving on, let's go to St. Louis, the team that <laughs> just uh, – I don't know, dude. It just feels like the <laughs> one wheel each year just slowly keeps falling <laughs> off after that cup run. Like, what, what's what's going to happen with Tarasenko? We'll start with that. I, <clears throat> I, well, I don't know. I mean, mm. no one wants to buy him for that, for that price, and I don't think, I don't think uh, St. Louis wants to retain any salary. Do you really think he's worth it? Do you really think there's like uh, at this point, like I'd try to like get him for like 5 million maybe, but I I don't like seven and a half. I think is too much. And I'm surprised that coyotes haven't jumped on him already. (laughs) But um, that'd be a great pickup for the Utes. Yeah. I just don't think he's, I don't think 
and I think the other GMs see it. He's just not worth that price. And, and if St. Louis isn't going to retain any salary, you know, who knows what's going to happen. He goes back to Russia and just doesn't want to play. But I, I don't know. It's it's not looking good. They're they're still hungover. They, they, I was even shocked that they won the cup that, that one year. They just had, you know, great play from, from guys that were streaking. But now their roster is, as you said, beaten down and broken. And, and yeah. they, they really have you know, Jordan Cairo to – I think they even they traded Sammy Bly as well, and, and uh, <laughs> they're gonna have to go into rebuild soon here. And I don't think you're gonna see much from this. Yeah, team. they have a they have a pretty. They're getting pretty up there in age. Sure, a lot of their guys are pretty old. Like Braden Shen's thirty. That's a that is a huge shocker to me. I can't believe that guy's <laughs> already thirty. But yeah, I don't. I feel like in that one year is like it's you know it, it happened, and and now it's it's like each year you're just like expecting them to be. Like this powerhouse team, and it's just not—it's not there. It's not there at all. So I—I I, I mean, I—I I, I hate to say it, but they—they they had a fluke run. Like they—they they got hot at the right time. Well, like well, yeah, teams every, do it. Any I team, agree. like any team, like you look at all sports. Like you can even use the Eagles for a comparison. Like they had that kind of year. Like it was like you had that one season. Where yeah. You just... think fucking Tom Brady should have beat Nick Foles. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Like, come on guys. <laughs> well, like, of course he should have, but, but remember who the blues beat right in the cup. Right. A, a very good Boston Bruins a, team. Extremely good Bruins team. Right. And I, I still think like, when I think about that, I, I, every time I think about that cup, I'm like the Bruins won. And I'm like, no wait, St. Louis won. And I still can't believe like, that the Blues won that cup, like it, it's a favorite dream. Yeah, it's not it's real. Like, it's yeah, like the that Bruins team was so good, like just so good, and they're yeah. always so good. And it's just like I don't know how this this Blues team won. Like I just don't. But I don't. I don't see them being anywhere close to the play- sniffing playoffs this year. Maybe, maybe, th- like we said, depending on the division, like it can it can flip flop either way. But I mean, th- this team's. This team's about ready on their for way it. out. Yeah, they're. I they do. I I do like the Brandon Saad pickup. Uh, yeah, I mean they also got Buchan, Pavel Buchnevich. Buch, you can't can't Buchnevich. pronounce that name. Buchnevich. Buchnevich. Yeah. Buchnevich. Yeah. I mean, besides besides that, like speaking speaking on Tarasenko, when he's hot, he literally averages like 30, 33 goals a season. Like that's when he's healthy. But the past two seasons. He's played a total of thirty-seven games. You know, so twenty. Yeah. He played, yeah. So like, it, it's it's really a tough spot. Like, I I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really... not I'm not a fan of that Tory Krug signing. I love Tory Krug. I just think Tory Krug should have went somewhere else. Tarasenko had a really poor year this year. Really yeah. poor year. Minus you seven. Know, Minus seven. Big big F. Oof. You know, Justin Justin Falk just. What happened to him? No, I like <laughs> easy, buddy. Like what? I'm really wondering what happened to this team. Like this team just like they fell off a fucking cliff. <laughs> like Pat Pat Maroon, baby, that's what happened. Pat Honestly, Maroon, was, it? was it? Was it? Was <laughs> it? He like, was the key. He was the Pat Maroon. Key. Pat Maroon jumps ship, goes to Tampa, and just everything's been shit for them ever since. Tampa wins two straight. That room wins three straight. So <laughs> let me let, let me ask you a question. When you when you want to stick two pieces of paper together fully, what do you use? 
Pat Maroon. Because he's <laughs> because because he's the what, the Mike? Glue guy. What is he's, he's the glue? Exactly. He's the glue. We've seen this happen with every in every sport. The glue guys. Every time you lose that that glue guy, it's just it. What like what you know? You're fucked. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the number one thing. Like a guy like him, even though it seems pretty minor, could keep a team like that together. Yeah. That's how sad it is. I mean, at the end of the day, who cares that Ryan O'Reilly can stand on a ball and and you know, bat a ball in the air. Like, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, if you can't, if you can't be consistent, like, like, I don't like this team, this, what this team should have done this year was just unload their, unload their top guys. Hey, O'Reilly's fucking offseason training is legit. All right. He's also oh. a dog too. Yeah. He is a dog. That yeah. That man. guy, that guy would be a great fit on any team. Honestly, he, he would be someone good on the Bruins right now. Oh, that would be that would definitely he could def see that's a guy the Bruins would like turn into like just an absolute savage. I could see it now. Wow. Yeah, I mean he I mean he already is savage. You seen yeah. his beard? You ever see him play the guitar? Oh, I gotta <laughs> I gotta change my pants. All right, all right, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but if we if we look at the in between in between the pipes, I mean Jordan Bennington had a a stellar season and i i believe he he is a very good goalie but i don't see this group getting back to the stanley cup i i, I just no nah, i just don't i just don't like billy huso he's young finnish goalie but like i don't know man it's a lot of question marks like this this forward group besides o'reilly and besides Shen, you know, what do you really have? Like Jordan Cairo. Yeah. Oh, Jordan, Clifford. <laughs> like like Jordan Cairo starting to pop off. You know, I, I'm I knew that kid was gonna turn into something special. Like we I'm pretty sure. How about yeah, McKen- Mackenzie McEckern? McEckern. How about that name? Yeah. I have no idea. David we'll Ron, see what like, does too. Butch yeah. could always turn yeah. out to be a good and group. like and like uh, a guy like Zach Sanford too. Like he's 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 another person. I would he fit perfectly in any team. Like he's yeah. just he's that good Big depth boy. player. Nice power but, forward. You know this this group is just uh, uh, I mean you got Colton Pareko still handsome <laughs> handsome devil handsome guy six, good six, looking six. team. And you can't yeah. you can't leave out Robert. Don't you know. Bortuzzo. <laughs> Tyler Tucker, eh? All right. Let's move on. Okay. Should we? Yeah, we're going to go up a little bit north. We'll talk about Minnesota. And my goodness, what an offseason that they had. Billy G, Billy Garen just coming in saying, fuck you to everyone. I don't care who you played for. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Cutting you. Suter, Parise, Al. Koivu gone. Like, what is? I mean, call him crazy, but the team performed very well this year, especially with getting the young rookie in Kaprizov, even though he was what twenty four. But Kaprizov, yeah, but yeah, he's twenty four. This kid wants ten million next season. He's yeah, played I mean, one season in the NHL. I mean, rightfully so. He's probably going to be their best player. You think? I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Oh wow, Stuart, sorry, Bryce Harper, top of the top of the ninth singles MVP. My bad. We'll keep going. What sports that? Um, well, that's speaking of which, if you're listening, we're doing a baseball podcast, guys. Okay, I'm gonna host it. So, yeah, be excited about that. Get you, get yourself some peanuts and cracker jacks. Yeah. All right, but getting on top off. The, we're getting off topic here. Okay. They going, they picked up back to. their biggest addition, in my opinion, is Cam Talbot. I mean, come on, like guy's a stud, dude. Like he he had he had guy was a stud. Incre- <laughs> no, dude, he had an incredible season last year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, yeah. Let me let me hold up. Hold up. Don't make me do. No, uh, Matthew Dumba, <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. Dude, in 33 games played, 19-8-5, and five, a 2.63 goals against a 9-15 save percentage. Oh. For which team? Two shutouts. For Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Minnesota. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And in playoffs, in playoffs, seven games. Two more shutouts. He went, he went three and four with two more shutouts and a 9-2-3 save percentage and a 2.5-4-5 goals against. You know what? He did have a good season last year. You're right. Oh, yeah, he had a fucking good season. <laughs> Just my oh, yeah. ass, Chris. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think. Wait, did I think you say. That in, between, in between the pipes, did, for sure. Did you yeah, say they, they bought out Zach Parise? Parise yeah. and Suter. Because he's still on the roster. For some reason, he's still listed on the roster right here. You're probably looking at the old roster, my man. Okay. No, I'm on, the, I'm on the updated roster, buddy. I'm on the updated one. I don't see him. The fook, man. Okay, either way, um, I like this team this year. And I think, I think if all goes well, they're going to be sitting second. I think they'll sit second place in the uh, Central Division. Yeah, I got, I, I got a lot of, a lot of confidence in this Minnesota group. It's going to be the second, the second seed is going to be theirs. They're not going to have to do much. Just got to win games, and hope that uh, you know, when the, come playoff time, they they stay hot. You know what? You know what's messed up. Someone someone asked me the other day, are Minnesota Wild fans like real? Do they exist? hundred <laughs> percent. You ever I been mean, to Minnesota? That's well, that's that was my response. And he's yeah, like, Oh well, well, what are they like? I'm like, dude, well, any- think of think of the Sabres. I said, no matter if the team wins, no matter if the team loses, I said they just ride or die with them. They're like Phillies fans, literally. Yeah. Let's get sucked Min- back into it. They're Minnesota. Minnesota has a really good sports fan base. The Vikings, the Twins, Timberwolves, they have a really good fan base, like, for sports. Because the nice Midwestern people they got out there. Yeah. Just real dedicated, real loyal. Yeah, so, you know, the Wild the wild got fans, man. They got shout it. Out, shout out to the Blizz Show Grinders. Alex, <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard. Yeah. Did you play hockey there, bud? I did. I did. All right, moving on Moving on to the, uh, the forward group of – of the Minnesota Wild, I mean, there's there's a lot of good names here. I think like Matt Zuccarello, he's he's 34, but this guy, he's still I, banging. Yeah, oh, he can up. still put he can still put a couple in. Yeah. But the the really the the number one guy who stands out for me here on this roster, I would say besides, um, uh, Kevin Fiala is Nico Sturm. This kid, yeah, good boy. I mean. I'm excited to see what's what else this kid's got. You know, he, he I think he had a great season last year. I think he was a, a big help 
to this forward group and why they had so much success. You know, Chris, what, what do you think? I think elite player, elite player watch here for Joel Erickson. I think he can really be a, he can be a weapon. I think Nico Sturm is another one, as you said, he's a guy that can really turn it up. And I think it playing with this young, young forward group, you're going to see a lot of the new version of hockey. And I, I'm excited for that because they are going to be flying all around, especially if they can um, re-sign Kasparov here, um, which I think it, it looks like they are. Cause I think, um, what was it? CK or whatever over in Russia uh, said he would, yeah. Kasparov was not going to be playing for them. Yeah. So. so, so what happened with that was apparently like he said he signed like a $10 million deal when Apparently, he never even got offered a $10 million deal. So he lied about it. Yeah. So Scott's just fucking, we'll see, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, as you said, their goaltender situation is good. Cam Talbot coming in, um, a nice veteran. Kapo Kavkin, really young kid who showed a lot of promise. Um, their defense has never been an issue and bringing in Jordy Benz for some extra experience doesn't help. Brodine Dumba is a, is an absolute unit. Goligoski who had a great season. Um, Kulikov is another, another, uh, another solid guy back there. Um, and Spurgeon who they, they just named captain um, is great, always a safe. Great, play. And, great player. Great player. Yeah. He's unreal with that. I always, whenever I think of him, I always think of that that hand to uh, to bat the puck out of the air and, and then slap it in the net was was unreal. He This guy can play. So I'm excited to see. And you know what they have? You look at these contracts, they have a ton of cap space and they're going to be able to play around with who they who they want to sign here and a little bit of free agency before the season starts. And, and I like what they can do this year. You know, I don't know if I necessarily put them at second, like Mike said, but I, I would definitely keep them in the playoff hunt. Yeah, you know, you know what, you know what actually my, my favorite move is from the Minnesota Wild this offseason? Trading up in the draft, what was it? One one singular place, <laughs> one spot, one spot. They knew who they wanted. They knew who they one wanted. One spot. They traded up to number twenty, Jesper Wallstead. And who did they get that pick from? Edmonton, fucking Edmonton. Who didn't? Who didn't want a goalie? They didn't need a goalie. Like, dude. Minnesota, like their their the goalies in their depth chart, obviously if you exclude Andrew Hammond, but Hunter Jones and Jesper Wallstead, you're you're looking at your one two for the future. Like those guys are, are legit. You know, we like we didn't we didn't cover much of like depth charts for the teams so far that this this pod, but like I, I just had to go bring that up. Those two guys are unreal. And the fact that this year we might actually see a guy like Marco Rossi too, you know, might might make his way in. And if that happens, this this forward group's gonna be very scary. So I, I, I do think this group could de- definitely be a top three in the division. Hundred percent. But I digress. Going on from there, Chris, we have you for ten more minutes. So let's try to See what we can get out of this. Who do you want to cover, Chris? Do you want to go over the Avs or do you want to go over the Jets? What's your pick? I think Avs are pretty straightforward, so let's go for the Jets here. Okay, it is. Win, Upeg, Jets. This group, oh, man. What what happened in the playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) What happened? I mean, Mike Mike was talking about how no one thought that uh, Montreal was going anywhere. I had them. I had them in my final four. 
I, I had them up there. They were they were not not gonna lie. I put a I put a cup bet on them too. They, I mean, the you way they what? were playing at the end, I, I think I think they ran straight into a wall, and that that wall was the defense of of Montreal, and then they couldn't get anything going on the so on the front end here. With you with don't mean Carey Price. Well, no, that the defense <laughs> and includes goalie. It's all that. It's all. I that, mean, I think when you have you know, Shea Weber. Yeah. Yeah, Shea like, Weber, when Jeff you have Petrie. Shea Weber, Shea yeah. Weber and Jeff Petrie are enough. That's all you need. Like the Shea way that Weber team played, stopping stopping players in the back end and having all these little quick forwards to score on the it's so frustrating. It's reminiscent of the Islanders, and it's it's just so frustrating to play against. And I think it ran down a team like like this Winnipeg team that was very very dependent on zone time and, and really setting up. As you can see, they had a lot of power play goals, had a, had a great power play percentage, but I, I think they ran into that that super defense along with the, the forwards that could just turn on you in an instant. And it, it really broke them down. Um, and, and for, for this season, I, I think I have Winnipeg, Winnipeg and, and I think kind of at, on the same level of, of um, what's it called uh, of Minnesota. Um, I think they will be fighting for that second spot along with Dallas, but I, I, I liked some of the moves that they made. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of, of, um, of some of the other ones. I liked Brassois back there as a backup goalie. Um, I'm not sure if he was asking too much money or if they really just wanted to bring in, you know, Eric Comrie or in the back to, to kind of back him up. But uh, I mean, uh, I think we're going to see more of what we saw from last year and it'll be tougher because they'll be in, I think a more difficult division than the North division last year. Um, but obviously, you know, guys like Ehlers are, are always going to be scoring. Mark Shifley as well is a great player. Their captain Wheeler can dish the puck like no one else. So, if those guys are producing, uh, I think they look good. But if they get stopped again, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised about it, then they're not looking great. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're gonna after the season are gonna be looking for a new tendy because uh, Hellebuck's getting up there. He's getting old. Um, he's only twenty eight. No, he's twenty eight. He's still and dude. He's an elite he's franchise. Oh wait, yeah. a second. I was, I'm looking at the wrong thing, boys. Hold up, hold up. I'm looking Dang. at. I'm like, I was looking at his jersey number. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm like, why is? Uh, I was thinking in my head, like, what, dude? Like, no, Hellebuck played in Michigan when Justin played in Michigan. That ru- like, dude, that almost <laughs> ruined me. I'm like, I'm like looking. I'm like, is? Oh, thank God. See if it didn't. If if the other guy's did, number didn't say sixty, I probably would have never noticed that. Yeah, he's twenty eight, pal. All right, we're good. Hellbeck's good. It's got, yeah, it's, I got mean, it's got several years left. Yeah, but I would I would question their their depth in goaltending very heavily. Like Eric Comrie, that he's a kid I wanted to I've been waiting for him to break out in the NHL, but like it's just not happening in the NHL. Like he, he spent some time with with Detroit, but obviously, like you can only assume how that went. You know, <laughs> yeah, literally, like yeah, it's laughable. But when he plays in the minors, he's he's awesome. He is like, he's getting not over nine hundred save percentages. But like, I don't think the kid's going to be ready for the NHL. I, I just don't see him actually being able to make that jump. And like. They, it just kind of gets worse from there. Like Mikhail Burden, like he had an eight, nine, seven, and thirty games. He went thirteen and eleven in the AHL. This is 
an AHL group in which Comrie like commands, you know, like he just takes games off them. And then, you know, from there, they have a goalie who currently plays in the Swedish Hockey League who, you know, is good, puts up very good numbers, but I don't think he's going to be able to do anything. I, I think they're they're kind of screwed right now. If considering if anything happens to Hellebuck, like they should uh, they should go give Dallas a call. You know, honestly, I I, I don't. I mean, that'd be tough tough from the money standpoint for Winnipeg, but like I, I currently think it'd be better than anything that they would have. Like I, I wouldn't be confident in any of their other goalies besides Hellebuck, and he's going to get worked like a horse this year. And I would not be shocked if he gets hurt. And this is a guy who I feel like his career is going to end early because he's going to play way too many games and it's going to get hurt. I mean, if if they can play a good defensive game, and the offense puts up points, like it, at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter who they have in net. I mean, it it does, but if they if they're throwing one of these two guys out, you know, behind Hellebuck, I mean, I don't see why they can't compete right with Minnesota. Yeah. Well, the one one thing I will say is their their first line is lethal. Obviously, you know, Kyle Connor, Shifley, and Blake Wheeler. Just you're not. I don't think you're, you really compete much with that line. They're just scary all around. Yeah. And then. You know, you really had to improve your forward group this summer. And you got you got a guy like Nate Schmidt, who I love Nate Schmidt. I I would take Nate Schmidt on my team any day. But I just – I don't see what that really does for you. I don't I don't see Listen. how much, much you get out of there. And did they bring in Brendan Dillon too? They did, right? Yeah, yeah Brendan Dillon. Yeah, I like, I like the Dillon signing a little bit better, but – I, I like he and Nate Schmidt both. I, I I think they're both pretty good guys, but I don't really think that they solidify that back end enough. Well, listen, this is this is only, you know, this is just for the division. Like, if, if they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. But, I mean, for the division, this team's a pretty good team. Like, considering what, what you know, the team's in this division. Like, yeah. last year, last year they played, they played every team. Obviously, you know, they had to play – Montreal, you know, Toronto, Edmonton, right? You know, those teams are They're the Canadian know, they, teams. Yeah. So th- this year it might be a little different. Like obviously Toronto um Toronto and uh you know the Oilers ran the show, like literally ran the show in that division last year. But I mean it's gonna be completely different for this team. I feel like they're gonna be they're they're gonna be at the top. One way or another, not going to be the best team, but they're going to be they're going to be in the mix because these teams are just you know there's not much to go off here as far as like the the best team they're really the one team that really I feel like did a lot is Chicago. I really feel like Chicago did a lot in this division to to you know they did a lot to this team. Um, I I'm really hoping because obviously you you want success for players, but fuck man, when is Dubois gonna step it up. <laughs> like he, yeah, man, made for making that so much trade, noise. No yeah, man, yeah, for making so much noise to want to get out of a place, and then he's another up. guy. You just kind of, you yeah. just kind of, I just kind of forgot about him. Like that whole thing with with Columbus, and it was just like I completely forgot about him. 
like when he went to Winnipeg, it was like didn't hear about him. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, this team, the window's closing quickly, and I don't know if this management group is going to be able to bring in guys because you got to remember you're in Winnipeg. Like, like no disrespect to anyone who's from Winnipeg, but I don't think a lot of guys want to be spending how many months out of the year in what minus 20 degree weather, you know, <laughs> probably worse than that, but stop. Okay. And on to the final team in our division, probably who we all think is going to clear cut winners of it. Colorado. Avalanche. This yes, team, sir. This team is just oh man, they're scary. They are scary in probably every aspect of of yeah. them right now. And their their one biggest move that I like the most is actually their goalie. Yeah, agreed. I I think I think them getting Darcy Kemper is. I want to say it might be the piece to the puzzle. Could be. I agree. Crazy as it sounds, I, I, I'll make the bold prediction now. Darcy Kemper is the piece of that puzzle because this guy – That guy is a dog. Yeah, man. He's just been waiting to get on a good team, and I think he's just going to thrive here. But, but yeah, I think that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think this year it's – this is like like the last straw for, for Colorado. Like this has got to be the year to do it. Like if they don't make it to the cup, I think this is like – the windows, I, I think, like on a team like this, the windows oh, goes like I, oh. I do, I do. I think I feel kind of like, with Mike here. I think I think they have a couple seasons here to, to put something away that they need to get a cup. Yeah, because to, to figure themselves out and get a cup yeah. and not not kind of flail like they did last year. If you if you listen to Nathan McKinnon's comments, right, and even like even a guy like you know Gabriel Gabriel if you listen to their their comments after this season, like it was pretty. It's pretty harsh. Like they were pretty like fed up with with the BS. So I feel like I feel like now's the time to do it. Like they ha- it has to get done either this year, next year. You know the window is very small, and you know Tampa. Who knows what Tampa is going to look like next year? But this, they got this a might... lot of older guys as well, and and, yeah. and you know they, they got some. They got guys like McCarr coming in, and he's twenty two years old and paid nine. Ranton and obviously he's a great goal scorer and very necessary. But you saw like Landeskog almost didn't even come back. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, he might be looking towards the door if it doesn't come very shortly. And, and you know, obviously they picked up like a Burakovsky is a good player. They still have Nazem Kadri, but they have some older players in the mix as well. And I'll tell you, this defense doesn't look, huh. you know, as solid. You know, Devin Tays, Sam Gerrard. You're, are you're kidding, players. right? You're Can't kidding, I, right? I just, I, where's the, where's the kidding, defensive right? defenseman is my thing. That, that, that's oh my, my God. They're great offensive defenseman, but I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be, if it's going to be a point in the uh, playoffs. Devin Tays, Ryan Murray. Eric yeah, but Johnson. you gotta you gotta understand, right? Colorado has gotten away with just being so fast over the past few years, right? Like a lot They've of teams away with just outscoring their opponents. yeah, a lot just of teams just score more goals. Like they can't keep up with them, right? So like, I think this is the like, it's gotta have like in the playoffs, right? Like they just got absolutely like they were ma- getting manhandled. They each year they just get manhandled. Like it just blows my mind how they do so well in a regular season and then come playoff time it's just like like what happened? Like what's going on? Yeah, I mean. When, when you look at the team just by the names, it looks great. And then when you look at the contracts, 
it kind of kind of makes you think like, okay, yeah, this team's window actually may be closing a lot quicker than we thought because right now they only got two million in projected space for this upcoming season, but they have a lot of guys that they got to resign after this year. And Burkowski or Burkowski, yeah, Kadri, Comfer, you know, Nachushkin, Darren Helm, Mikhail Maitsev, you know, uh, Stefan Mateau, Kiefer Sherwood. You know, Ryan Murray, Curtis McDermott, like you got a lot of guys you got to resign and you got to be careful with how you want to spend your money because you're going to have young players who are going to want some bread soon. And I mean, if you can get them to all buy in, like how the Boston Bruins do, where you know everyone takes team friendly deals and they're successful every year is like, then you might be okay. But, you know, McKinnon's going to need a new deal and, after the 24 season, or after, the like, 20, after the 20, 23, 24 season. I feel like McKinnon's, I feel like McKinnon's probably not going to be a Colorado Avalanche after his contract. If they don't so. see any success, then that, that's yeah. a very, very, po- very possible. You think he goes to Pitt? I think he goes to Boston. I, I could see Nathan McKinnon. I think he goes to Pitt. I think he, if, if Sid's still playing, I think he oh, goes geez. to Pitt. Oh, jeez. That would be, that I, would absolutely. just be atrocious. I absolutely yeah. think still, Sid would still play. He's what? He's 35. Sid's, yeah, I mean he's definitely still gonna be playing. Oh, Sid, Sid, Sid used to be real flashy, but now he's just like, he's Doesn't just so to. he's yeah. just so yeah. good. Like Sid's just so good. Yeah, like when I still think I still think he's the best player in the NHL, like all around best player. Oh, hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, like you could tell me McDavid, like you can you can throw out a ton of names, but I feel like Sid is the all around best player. Like he has every tool that you need. Like every I mean, you need. I mean, if I think if your top three aren't <laughs> Sid, McDavid, and Kane, you're out of your fucking mind. Okay, yeah. you wouldn't even throw Ovi in there. No, your top three, like top three. Okay, yeah, these these are I think these are personally the best three players in the league, hands down. Like, there's no compete. Kane, McDavid, Crosby. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. I agree with that. Yeah, this. Uh, this as group, I mean, if we're if we're looking at them from a standpoint and like the, in the system wise, holy shit, this team is fucking loaded, fellas. I'm talking three of your current starting defensemen are all under the age of 24. Like Bone Byram, I think is 20. If I'm correct. Yeah. You know, these guys are going to be set set for a while in the back end, but then again, it comes down to like all that money talk. If if they're not going to be able to secure anyone and keep play with their money properly, like I think they're fucked. So. righty. I think that that covers the central. Yeah, real quick, um, Chris. If you got to go, I understand. I just want to maybe give give your you know. Who do you think your top eight in order? How you think the division is going to play out? And even if it's wrong, yeah, let me see. Even if it it doesn't have to be like you know, it's just an it's just a guess, and then we can go back over you know at the end and uh, see well, if yeah, we're right or wrong. We'll have the recordings for sure. Yeah. Well, let's see. If I'm if I'm looking at this, maybe maybe what I'll do is I'll tier them and, and I'll, I'll throw I'll throw Colorado on that top tier. I think that's where they are, and then I'll throw um, I think I do. Chicago, Dallas, and 
Winnipeg on that second tier. Um, and then I'd, I'd probably go with uh, in the third tier, just um, Minnesota, Nashville. And then on the final tier, I think I'd, I'd finish it off with uh, St. Louis and Arizona. <laughs> wow. You, you think you, you say St. Louis finishes seventh. I think St. Louis has finished seventh. Yeah. I, I think they wow. definitely finished seventh. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is, this is a pretty tight division. Yeah, it's pretty – I mean, I, I've i literally wrote it down four different times. Like, I've literally wrote out the division four different four different ways that I could possibly play out. Chris, if you got to take off, that's fine. Yeah, of course, of course. Thanks for having and listening for us. I got to go break some ankles on the ice real quick. That a boy. Yeah, go, go do it out, major boys. <laughs> See you, kid. See you. All right, so – Look, looking at this division, I would say I, I'd probably go Colorado first, Winnipeg second, Minnesota third, Chicago fourth, Nashville fifth, <clears throat> St. Louis, Dallas, Arizona. Yeah, so I guess – my final, I guess what I'll do is Colorado is definitely going to win the division, I think, if all goes well. I'll have Minnesota and Winnipeg fighting for that two to, that two and three spot. I don't know who's going to get what, but I feel like they're going to be somewhere right there. And then I have Chicago coming in that fourth. I feel like Chicago is going to make it just based off of goaltending alone. And then I'm going to toss in St. Louis – Right at five, because I although although St. Louis is struggling, I still think in this division they're still a top team because they could still compete with the best teams in the league. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say like this this division this division as a whole is gonna really come down to who who stays healthy versus yeah. who you know right like that's and then, it. And then rounding off the bottom three, I'm gonna throw Dallas in, then Nashville, and then I'll have Arizona last. And the only reason I have Dallas so low is just because of I don't uh, just because of how bad they were last year. I don't really know what we're going to get from Dallas this year. And then St. Louis, obviously St. Louis made the playoffs, so I expect them to be somewhat decent. But I think the wild card here is Chicago. If Chicago is a good team, they might be fighting for the second spot. Who knows? I could be playing for that second or third spot. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say Chicago's success is gonna come down to whether if Mark Andre Fleury stays healthy or not. Because, uh, I'm, I'm not 100 like I'm not set on the Blackhawks depth and goal, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, that's the backup tank. Backup's gonna be gonna be. Uh, you have a hard time finding a steady backup. They're gonna yeah, run like, through. Yeah, gonna man. Run through a few. Malcolm Subban. He's a he's a kid I've wanted to have success for so long, but he just I don't know. It doesn't seem like his style works in the game, unfortunately. But I think I think I'll find a stride. I think a goalie like like Fleury could help that. I think Fleury that, could help that kid. Delia, how you say his name? Delia. 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 I think maybe. Maybe he gets the backup role. I think Subban's going to be there, but I don't know. I mean, he's he's been in the league for quite some time now, so 
he hasn't he hasn't taken the reins yet. He's been given chances, but he hasn't taken the reins. So I see. I say he's going to be a two. He's been he's been a two most of his career when he's not in the minors. Obviously, like he's not been a starter, so it's like easily easier to. But now, all last season he was uh, backing up, and then the season before. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but, I mean his his stats just don't they don't jump out at me. Not crazy, but I mean he's got a he was six eight and one last year. He's a career. He's he's got a for for someone who who hasn't had a stellar career. He's thirty six and thirty one and eight. Which is not bad. What's his save percentage? Save percentage is an eight nine nine. So, and goals against. Goals against three point oh two. So how many how many shots total? Um, I cannot see that one second. Let me pull up his EP. And folks, the reason, the reason why I'm getting all these stats is usually when you look at a goalie's stats, you can tell when you look super in depth. Uh, if, if their success is based off of quality or quantity, I guess. Like uh, the Blackhawks haven't been good for the past years, so like if Subban's record stinks, but you know his save percentage and goals against relatively kind of lines up with the amount of shots that he's getting. And if there are a lot of shots, like it, it all works out pretty well for him. So. Yeah. I don't see his shots, but yeah, I got to find the, uh... you know, he only has three shutouts in his career. Um, and he's been in the NHL for quite some time now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, his time's coming. I mean, he he's average at best. I mean, his best season was that 2018-19 year with Vegas. You know, it's probably his best year, right? Um, or no, no, no 17-18. Sorry, for sure, thirteen and four. I mean, yeah, thirteen and four. So yeah, but then again, who was he backing up? Yeah, of course, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, so I think I think this kid this kid can bounce back. Like I, I, like really I said, hope. like I said, we talked about Winnipeg. How we were we were afraid about their their lack of goaltending depth. But if a team's good enough, right, it really doesn't matter who you put back there. If they can stop the puck, you're going to win games. So, and that's a perfect example right here is Malcolm Subban with the Knights in 17 and 18. Did they was that the year they they went to the cup or was that? No, no, no. The uh, year before, no, no. Yeah, it was. I think. Yeah, right? that was the first year. Yeah, I think seventeen, eighteen was their first year in the league. I think. Hold on. Lose my mind. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I could be. Because I could be wrong. Because it's been Tampa, Tampa, and who won? Tampa. Was it? It was Tampa, Tampa. Then it was St. Then it was St. Louis. Then it was the Caps. Buddy, you're stuck on the cord, my man. You gotta come back here. You're gonna pull my cable out. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean Lurry, <laughs> stop it. Hmm. Walk over the cable, buddy. 
Yes, I named I named my new puppy Flurry. Buddy. And there it goes. All right. Uh man. I think I think it's about time we uh, call that for the night. That will do it. <laughs> Episode two. Episode two. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Definitely um, take a listen, you know. Prepare for episode three next week. If you don't already, if you don't already follow uh, Invader Sports and Scene Invaders on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make sure you check out the EPL podcast too. Dan and and the boys from the in the uh, from overseas in Europe. I don't want to say UK because I don't want to like offend them. Also, don't don't forget there. We are in the works. Obviously, the NFL. Uh, NBA, MLB, UFC, and others coming too. So don't college forget. sports too. College yeah, sports. College sports. So there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot going on right now. So and we will, we will have some gambling picks. I have been killing it, killing it. Champions hockey league, killing it, killing it, killing it. All right, next week, killing real quick it. before we leave. Next week, next week's episode, right? Next yes. week episode. What division are we covering? Next week we will do Metropolitan. Uh yeah, I mean that or the Atlantic or either one. Oh, Metropolitan's I, oh. I'm looking I'm looking at the Metropolitan right now, okay? And boy oh boy. It's it's going to be a rough one. Going to be oh. a nightmare. Oh boy. I mean oh. my god. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're look. We're looking at Carolina and the Islanders are like right there in the thick of it. So into right. the thick of it, into the thick of it. Until oh, next, until next time. Oh. see you, folks. Hope you all enjoyed. Everyone have a good day. Stay safe. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. All right, do what you want to do. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Into the thick of it. Hey. Into the thick of it. Yeah. Into the thick of it. Dang. Oh. Oh, thank you.